We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If Orlando Brown Jr. decides to hold out this year, how are the Chiefs going to fare with the makeshift offensive line? I know next. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts or on our YouTube channel, all over social media, or our morning newsletter, KCSN Daily, dedicated to your Kansas City Chiefs. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in possible. What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome into 21 Questions, presented by our good friends at McAdoodles. McAdoodles is one of the finest liquor establishments in this planet, in this universe. I mean, Craig Stout says it is, so you have to believe it. Uh, 21 Questions, one of my favorite shows that that I get to do, probably monthly. Is, is it more than monthly? I'm here with Matt Lane of the KC Laboratory. Maddie, do you think it's more monthly? Maybe you get more monthly reps in. Uh, but I think I'm on about monthly. Buddy, I'm on a 21 questions heater right now. Like I, I'm not all back to back, but I think we've been on like, uh, I've been on probably four of the last six. Maybe this will make like four out of the last five, something like that. So, you know, I'm on a bit of a 21 questions heater, but this is, it's easy for me. I just show up and answer questions. You or whoever else here is with me reads off. And I don't really, you know, I'm not hosting it. I'm not preparing for it. You guys, you guys take the reins. I literally just show up. That's all I'm here for. I just show up like Marshawn Lynch. I should have. I should. I almost thought about suggesting that to you today. I mean, like, hey, Maddie, do you want to host it today? And, and just like to see how that would. Like, I don't think it would have been bad. Like, I, I'm not saying that at all. I just think it would have been a diff, a nice taste uh, for the for the listener. But I went back and look at our our Google sheet that we have, our our calendar of who's doing it. Maddie, you've been one, two, three out of the last six. So, okay. Put not, that many. not that many. Well, I mean, uh, oh yeah, I got a lot coming up. Tucker's or not Tucker. You're here. Uh, Kinch traveling a lot. I'm, I've taken a lot of them here. So it's, you know, you guys get questions. I beg you guys ask questions about anything. When you send them in too. we talk a lot of chiefs mm-hmm. and you know, we have no problem answering chiefs questions, whether we're on a different show on this one, but you guys want to send in questions. This is your time. This is your time to shine. Ask any question you want on this show. Whoever's here. They're going to answer. They will be forced to answer it, whoever it is. It's true. And, Maddie, you don't have anything blocked off on your availability. You guys should see Kent's column. It is 
basically all blocked out. Uh, so you're gonna be you're gonna be getting Maddie on the 21 questions. Probably me too, because it looks like I'm pretty open as well. So let's go ahead and dive oh, right into the questions. Hold on, I know you that- know who else is now open? Kyler Murray, because he doesn't have to study anymore. He is wide open. <laughs> Buddies. I that was a wild 24 hours, right? Was it even 24 hours? Um, when that when that clause came out, I think we had a question uh, when I was when I was compiling all these questions together. We had a question about like uh, about his clause, but then the news came out as I was putting these together, and I was like, "Well, I'm just going to take that question out because like that's not relevant anymore because it's not in his contract anymore." But what a what an absolute wild turn of events there! He goes to the media too and complains about it, like. Whoa, this league. Well, I mean, this is perfect because I, I, I'm jumping ahead here, but our first question is from Positiva Toasty. This is, what oh. is the biggest peak offseason moment? Mine is Kyler Murray mm-hmm. being told that he has homework. And then within 24 hours of cyberbullying the Cardinals and the world <laughs> online, he gets that clause removed from his contract so that he can play Call of Duty, I'm assuming, when it releases later <laughs> this year. Like, if that's not peak offseason and the fact that it happened to the Cardinals, I don't know mm-hmm. what is. Boy, it seems like this there was like a this offseason was kind of non-existent. I was trying to think of something else that kind of went on but like I think also in based on all of it right I, I i don't know why i just thought about this because like usually anything wild happens with antonio brown but antonio brown quote tweeted somebody to oh about the steelers it was he was tweeting about some coach on the steelers now and he signed his tweet ab like like people didn't know that it was him and i was just like this this might be the wildest thing he's ever done and he's done some wild stuff but like signing your tweet with your name insane Listen, you, you never know if you're, you know, if it's him, if it's Mr. Big Chest, like you don't know who he's being. So I understand. That's a good point. Let's talk about uh, a football thing. And Maddie, this question, I think you're going to like a whole lot. This is from Persh. What's the stat line Kelsey would need to have on the year to win the NFL MVP? And what would you put the odds of him hitting said numbers? Listen. I'm going to kind of be a Debbie downer on this. Maddie, you can go in about Travis Kelsey all you want. MVP is a quarterback award. Um, I've lost all hope in any position player, uh, <laughs> let alone a tight end winning the uh, MVP. So I hate to be pessimistic there. He would have to put up, uh, probably set the record in catches and yards and touchdowns for it to be even considered. So sorry to be a Debbie downer there, but that's what I think. I mean, 105 catches, 1,416 yards, 11 touchdowns as a tight end, averaging over 13 yards per catch was only good enough to get him tied for fourth for offensive player of the year two years ago. And there's, he would obviously have to top those. And then you would have to have every quarterback kind of have a down year to even have a chance. But what are the odds that every quarterback's going to have a down year? And then that no other wide receiver who's probably going to be a little bit more, you know, known in national media. So like, I think that's what you're looking at for baseline numbers at 1500 yards, 13 touchdowns, averaging over 10 yards per catch. The chiefs have to be good, but it can't be on the back of Patrick or, you know, or the arm or the back of Patrick Mahomes, or he will win it over him. So like, there's no real path. I don't think for him to do it. I would say like getting an offensive player of the year award is more possible. It's just, you still have to top the numbers that I just said. And that just seems wildly impossible right now. It's like, I'm on one in a hundred odds. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know what that translates to, like the plus minus system. Um, but it's, that's a lot. Maybe it's plus a thousand. Um, if you know, tell me in the comment section below because I would like to learn. Okay, Maddie, I'm doing a little bit of uh, pre-research that I probably should have done before we hit record on this podcast uh, for this next question here, and I think I've got it. Here we go. Uh, Bruce in the Fort. How many different players will get a sack this year? Um, 14. Looking right now... So I, I have nothing else. I know it's a, it's an interesting question because we obviously don't know somebody getting hurt essentially maybe makes a team worse, but it makes the odds of somebody else getting a sack better. So like, it's kind of hard. I don't think the chiefs have a particularly deep defensive line in terms of, you know, getting sacks of churning out pressure. If Mike Dana has zero sacks this year, is anyone absolutely floored? No. If Karloftis doesn't get one, are we disappointed? Yes, but are you absolutely blown away that Karloftis couldn't pull off a sack? No, probably not. Same thing with uh, Carlos Dunlap, who the Chiefs just signed. So, like, there's so many different guys on this team that could have zero sacks, and it wouldn't blow your mind. So, like, I feel like 14 maybe is kind of low, but I also still don't know what this Chiefs pass rush is really going to be overall. Here's a fun stat for you. I just looked it up. This is what I was looking up. Um, how many Chiefs registered a stat last year? Register a sack. Um, if you consider half a sack as registering a sack, 13. If you do not, if you only had like, if if you want whole numbers of sack, it'd be 12. Um, so Seems that is so very low. low. Um, I don't know what hmm. the league number would be, and I don't know the easiest way to go about finding that without going through the, every team's pro football reference page and counting them. Um, because that's how my brain works, is doing things the hardest way possible. Um, but yeah, no, I do think that's pretty low. And I don't anticipate like, I mean, if you look at these sack numbers too, you had Chris Jones with nine, Frank Clark with four and a half, Derek Knight with three, obviously none very impressive. As a team, they only had 31 sacks. So like, that's not very many either. So they need a, a, a good output from their defensive line. And I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's going to be, a ton. I, I think it will probably be, dare I say, fractionally better than last year in terms of as many people getting a sack. Well, I guess the one thing the Chiefs have going for them is the defensive line isn't stellar. And you have Steve Spagnolo calling plays, so you are going to get a fair amount of blitzes. They're going to come from a lot of places. So you have the opportunity for slot safe corners like LeJarius Sneed to get some pressures. You have safeties that will blitz. Right. You have corners that will blitz. And the linebackers, like you have options for non-defensive linemen to get in there. So maybe that's why you see that number bump. And I don't even want to say up, but just still be that high when you compare like the overall talent across the board. But I don't know. Yeah, I think 14 is probably about where I'm going to land on this one because I just only Chris Jones and probably Frank Clark, I guess, having zero sacks at the end of the year. Those are the only two that I would be absolutely floored by, I think. And like when that's the case, whew, it's a tough look. I agree. Christian Gumminger, what player is a lock for the 53, but will have a tough time cracking the game day actives? Listen, I love this dude. I love him so much. He's one of my favorite players on the team. It's probably Colin Saunders, man. It's probably Colin Saunders once again. I think he makes the roster uh, just because, you know, what he adds to that to that defensive line. I know it's getting a little bit crowded there. 
uh, who is it? Taylor Stallworth, right? Um, haven't haven't heard a lot of yep. buzz about him. I saw him after oh, practice yeah. today, and I was like, "Oh, that dude's on this team." Um, that's kind of what it was like. I mean, granted, it's day two. They're wearing shorts. They're they're not wearing anything. So it's like, don't take that much from it. But like, I was like, "Oh yeah, that guy. Um, he's here." So like, I think Derek Naughty or Derek Naughty. He gets, he's getting plenty of run. Uh, I think that Colin Saunders is going to be that guy, kind of like he was last year, sadly. Mm, okay, so I'm going to cheat because I'm going to take like the 10th offensive lineman, whoever the last offensive lineman mm. to make the, the team is, and trying to figure out who that is. So we know, we're assuming Orlando Brown Jr. is back. We know the starting five. I think as of this point, we have to pencil you know, Roderick in there as being a lock to be active because he's getting on the second team yeah. rec- reps at left tackle. So Roderick Johnson in, I'm going to put Darian Kennard in that pulls me up to seven. Nick Allegretti being the backup center. It sounds like for second team that gets me to eight. Mm, Gary on Christian, Nick, uh, Austin Ryder, Lucas Yang. If he comes back, who I don't know who I'm going to pick here. Mm, they, Austin, interesting. Okay, I'm going with Austin Ryder because I don't. It, they're playing him at guard right now. Um, I don't know what he looks like at guard. Is he the first guy they want to come off the bench to play guard for this team? If so, that helps his case to be active, obviously. But if he's not without any ability to kick outside and with clearly being removed, if that's where we get to of being the backup center, I don't see a reason that he has to be active. Uh, now, again, this comes down to if they see him as the first guard off the bench. That changes everything, but I'm going to go with him right now because I don't think he's a guard. I think he's too small. I I think so too. Um, he's smaller than Creed. Um, I don't know if you saw that picture in the off season with those two guys together. I was kind of surprised by that picture. Um, at the offensive line, so you know I'm going to get to talk about it. And and I think it's kind of the same situation that Nick Allegretti was in the Super Bowl year, right, where he was he was kept active because he could play center as well, but like. Nick Allegretti is going to be in the Nick Allegretti situation, right? So, like, Nick Allegretti can play center, and he's going to be that backup center, but he can also play guard if you need him to. He's not going to play tackle. But if they keep the swing tackle in Christian, uh, Kennard is obviously going to be there. Kennard's getting a lot of reps at, at, at two right tackle. Um, that I don't know. I don't know if I would consider it a position battle either between right tackle. I think, I think Wiley has that right tackle position until – if he gets hurt or something like that, God forbid, knock on wood, don't want that to happen. But like, I think that it's, it's Wiley's to lose, I should say. Um, and I think, I think that that's going to be a position to watch. And I can't even remember who the right guard was. It was somebody I hadn't heard of, which is very rare um, in terms of offensive line, who was playing right guard today. I think his name's last name started with a B. Um, and there's maybe a new signing. I got to look up on my Twitter because I put it up on there. I had to look him up on the roster. Uh, that's that's how I knew uh, that I didn't know who this guy was. He was wearing sixty six, I think. That you're muted, Maddie. Mike Caliendo is yes. uh, who sixty six is. He's out of Western Michigan. He's a rookie. This was my one concern with going with when I finally got to Austin Ryder here. I was looking through the Chiefs' depth at the offensive line. I don't dislike it, but the interior depth after Allegretti isn't great. So like somebody would really have to outplay Ryder to take that role and make him the answer. But again, I'm going with, I just don't think Austin Ryder's a guard. And if you're just the third string center, 
I don't see how you're active on most game days, but I can see why the team would keep you around as an emergency guard and then the third string super emergency center. All right, Maddie, this one is from Ross Sawyer. The holiday bourbon smash was excellent. Very good drink. Wearing my holiday cap today. You know where you can get holiday? Anything holiday? Macadoodles. Uh, what are other underrated or unknown cocktails that you'd suggest? Recently, I've been drinking a lot of Crown Royal Peach and Sprite. I don't think that that's considered a cocktail, but I certainly enjoy it. Yeah. Um, okay, this is, this is a Craig one. Craig sent this out for a while. It's a nice little summer drink. It's called a gin daisy. So mm-hmm. you use a little bit of gin, a little bit of lemon juice, orange liqueur. So I use triple sec, but any orange liqueur will work for that. And then it's just, you know, some form of soda water, tonic water on top, whatever you want. So I put, you know, the gin, lemon juice, liqueur, and a little shaker, shake it up, put it over ice, top it with some, uh, I think I have tonic, like a sugar-free tonic water right now or zero calorie tonic water, but I'd much prefer just like any carbonated water works for that. Um, So a gin daisy or this is it. This is the recipe for the best gin and tonic that you have Mm. had. Get your shaker cup get some mint leaves in there. You muddle them up. You get your little ice. You put in your gin. You get your lime juice. Four whole peppercorns go in there. With your mint, you got your four whole peppercorns. You shake it up. You pour it in your glass with the ice. But then instead of just a normal, just anything else, you got to get elderflower tonic water. Mm. A flavor of tonic water, elderflower. Most grocery stores have it. It's a game changer. Makes it so much more refreshing. Put that bad boy in there. It's like, you know, big gin kick right now in my life. And those those are the two where I kind of, my out of the uh, norm that I go to most of the time, especially in the summer. I love it. Gin is a great summer drink. It's a great summer, summery drink. It is, yeah, but it's great in the summer. It also doesn't uh, get cold here, so. It's fair. All right. Uh, where am I at now? Oh, yeah. Zach, easy content, Foe McGorkin. His name gets longer every time we do one of these 21 <laughs> questions. How many first round picks do you hope the Chiefs have for the 2023 drafts by the time it rolls around? Maddie, I don't I'm, I can't remember off the top of my head. Is it 12 they have right now? Um Yes, total they have 12. Okay. Um, but this is just for first rounders. Um, how many do I hope they have? I don't know, yeah, 28. Sure. I mean, like, <laughs> right, but but um, like okay, what do I think they have as real? I think two. I think I think hoping for and expecting two is very possible. You're going to ask where the Mm. second one is coming from. I am still looking directly at a Chris Jones trade that nets back a first round draft pick. I would be a little surprised if he plays on his current cap hit for next year. The Chiefs have been very hesitant to long-term sign guys at his age, especially the position that's probably the market isn't necessarily going down at defensive tackle if you're at the top. Look at what Aaron Donald just got paid, but it's also not a premium position in the majority of the NFL. Combine that with Chris Jones' age. I don't know if the Chiefs will be the team to spend that much money on an extension for him. I wouldn't be floored to see him traded. I would hope it would net a package of picks and included a second first rounder for the Chiefs next year. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. If they had a, if they had a second first rounder with the draft in Kansas City, That'd be pretty sweet. And maybe that plays into the the negotiations a little bit. Probably won't, but I think that that's kind of a kind of a cool thing to think about drafting a player who's going to be you think he would be there if you're going to draft in the first round, right? A lot of these guys are going to be at the draft. Maybe not at the area the Chiefs are drafting in, 32, but they get a good pick for like say 
I don't know, the Niners. Say they trade Chris Jones to the Niners and they get a pretty decent pick because the Niners are going to be not very good this year, in my opinion. Um, they could get a good pick there. So uh, if you want to hear my Niners takes, that's for a, another podcast. Um, but, <laughs> Maddie, I've got to ask you this question from B-Fry. If Brown holds out this season, do you think the Chiefs can manage this season with a makeshift offensive line? Whew, um, I don't like their options at left tackle. I, I'm i a little worried that Roderick Johnson has been the go-to move to open camp here at left tackle. I don't think he's that good. Um, I think the NFL has told you that for the last few years. I think what we've seen is it hasn't been great. And I don't know if you can limp by at left tackle when your right tackle still just okay. When your right tackle is fine. Andrew Wiley being a starting right tackle is great if that's your fifth best offensive lineman. But all of a sudden when he becomes your fourth best and then the only position worse is the opposite tackle spot for a team that wants to drop back and hopefully throw vertical a little bit with a quarterback that likes to drift and move around. That's not a great combination. So like if Orlando Brown Jones, Orlando Brown Jr. does not come back, I think they have to go look and find somebody. Like I think if he doesn't report when you're getting close to week one, I think you have to go out and make Eric Fisher work. And like mm. Fisher has to understand that when OBJ come, decides to come back, if he does, he's probably on the out. Or the Chiefs just send a message and pay Orlando Brown Jr. money to sit on the bench. I don't know. It's just <laughs> I don't think you can get by with a Roderick Johnson, with whatever Lucas Yang is going to be when he gets back. I don't even love the concept of moving Wiley over so that Darian Kennard can play right tackle. Like, I just don't mm. like the options. He played he played left tackle in the Super Bowl, didn't he? Uh, was that? Was that no, that? Rivers played left. That was Rivers. Wiley That's right. right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they've kept Wiley on the right side. So, like, I doubt he would. I I think if they had to go into Week One, I'm assuming it would be Joe Tooney would kick out. Um, right now, yeah. I think the reason they're not doing it is they're holding out hope that Orlando Brown is coming back, and they don't want to make Tooney do all a camp at left tackle when he's going to play left guard. I would say Tooney not playing left tackle makes me feel better that they think Brown will be back sooner rather than later. And then if they do move Tooney out there, you're looking at what Alec Reddy is your left guard. I mean, but I think that's more acceptable though. I think than having it be both tackles, right? Like I, yeah, Tooney obviously is it takes a step back playing left tackle versus left guard in terms of his overall play, but he's still fine. He's still arguably going to be your best offensive lineman. So having Alec Reddy now be your worst offensive lineman at left guard is probably more palatable than it being both of your tackles. I would assume. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Um, now if, if Orlando Brown finds himself, you know, living paycheck to paycheck kind of on this little holdout here, I've got something for him. And that is Dave, you know, everyone, especially in these times, living paycheck to paycheck, struggling to make ends meet, it could be really stressful. And when unexpected expenses come up, that's the worst. I hate when unexpected expenses come up sometimes. NFL game pass renews and I'm like I didn't want to pay $95 for this and now I've got to try to figure out how to cover that now Dave can help you get out of a pinch when you really need it Dave is the banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash that's more money to fill your tank buy a wedding gift catch up on bills or even pay for NFL plus now uh, you can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hang-ups there's no interest and no credit check needed Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get financial relief that they needed with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, need some extra help, 
download the Dave app, and think of it as a helping hand from future you. So this is what you need to do. You need to download the Dave app at the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for an extra cash account right now with promo code KC Sports and get up to $500 instantly. And for terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. Now, Grayson Jaspers, day one. Boosted in the Discord, by the way. All these questions, ask in the Discord. He's a Discord booster. Um, so that's a big deal in, in the Discord community. Go make sure if you want to ask questions, go subscribe to the KCS and Substack. If you like what we're doing here, Maddie Red's good stuff there. You get a daily newsletter every day from Charles Goldman, who was going to make an appearance on this podcast via a question. But uh, Grayson Jasper, he asked, who is Julio, who's covering Julio in week four? And one of my favorite responses, I think it might have been from you, Maddie. Maybe it wasn't. It said Tampa Bay medical staff. Wasn't me. Um, my answer was going to be, you know, the team jacket, the parka, whatever, you know, whatever means he's not playing because it's unfortunately an aging Julio. Um, so, you know, yeah, we're going to go with that. The Gatorade towel, team uniform, team, you know, track jacket, whatever it is that, you know, the inactive players get is where I would lead to right now. I got to give credit where credit's due. That's just DRK that said that. Um, I thought it was very funny. Uh, Grayson Jasper also followed up with another question. The, the Chiefs do take care of Kelsey. Does this change the optics on the Orlando Brown contract at all? Very interesting question. Basically, the Chiefs do take care of their guys, the squishing the argument for Orlando Brown Jr. I, I think that this is an interesting point to bring up with, you know, $3 million getting shifted up in Kelsey's deal. We talked about this on KCSN Update. Um, it's the Chiefs taking care of a guy that who has been underpaid at his position criminally, might I add, criminally underpaid at his position, outperformed what he's been paid his whole career, and now they're giving him a little bit extra money. Is it is it that, or you know, are they not something else? What do you think, Maddie? So there's a couple different ways I could look at this. Um, yes, they're taking care of Travis Kelsey is part of it. The other part is they moved money that he would be owed from the end of his contract for him to get it sooner. Why, what are some other reasons you would move money from the end of someone's contract so that they can get it earlier? My mind circles around to, hmm, I wonder if he or if the team maybe isn't planning or knowing for sure that he is going to finish out that contract, whether it's going to another team, goodness, I hope not, or deciding to move on from football because he's not a young guy anymore. So it's just that's what goes in the back of my mind is, yes, they are helping him out with this, but also there's probably a specific reason for it. Now, maybe that reason is they know they can give him more money now, restructure him, you know, extend him again, whatever it may be, and keep him locked in. Or it just could be we know he's getting towards the end. Maybe he's not sure if he's going to make it to the end of that contract. At the end of the day, though, I don't think this has any bearing on Orlando Brown Jr. I think, if anything, the way these talks went, it's kind of been like, okay, the Chiefs don't dislike Orlando Brown Jr., but I don't know if he's necessarily one of their guys. I think the way these talks seem to unravel, I think it's just a professional athlete or a, prof a professional person in the workplace dealing with a boss in the workplace, dealing with somebody that's going to pay them, and they're negotiating. I don't think it's really a, we're taking care of one of our guys that came up through our system that we have this significant connection with it's just that's not the vibe i got from the way things went down mm. i think it's a good way to look at it 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, next question we got here. This one is from Azuri Gunner uh, at Tucker. What are your Mac power rankings heading into the new season? Big Mac guy, big college football guys right here. Maddie and I are, we're going to, we're going to hit a stretch of college football questions here. Let's go. Um, so, which is good. You know, you probably got to put Northern Illinois as a top dog. I think it's going to, it's going to be good. Uh, going to be a good, you know, I always love Max. It's always good. Then I'm a Toledo guy. I like Toledo. So I'll probably go Toledo too. Um, I have Ohio's not bad. Central Michigan had a buddy Parker Sampson, who was their place kicker last year. Obviously, we know Sky Moore went to Western Michigan. A lot of good guys come out of Western Michigan. PJ Fleck, one of my favorite coaches. I think I like I like PJ Fleck. I think Maddie and I Maddie, do you like PJ or do you not like him? Yeah, he, he's there's there's some goods and some bads there. You know, there's a little bit a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I think for for being there for what it is, I think is a good one though. Yes. Okay, I'm glad we're I, somebody doesn't like somebody I know doesn't like PJ Fleck. I've got to find that person. <laughs> um, I can't remember who they are, but I think that's probably my top four. Would be did you say Miami of Ohio? Uh, did I? I think Miami. Ohio's pretty pretty strong right now. They've been Kent State. I mean, they're they're in the what is it the the East the East. I think that's what the MAC divisions are. Um, they're they're opposite of Northern Illinois though, and Central and the Michigan schools. Like they're opposite of them. But Miami of Ohio, Kent State, they've been building out solid teams for a while now, and getting guys to work up into the draft. Kent State, I guess, not as much in the draft. It's just they have a very fun MAC collegey offense that's really good. So like. Both of those schools, I think, are, you know, always going to be towards the top of their division, which makes them compete in the MAC. And then, like, it's been a few years. I know Buffalo lost a couple coaches over the past three years, but Buffalo was a pretty, pretty strong there for a while with the with the power run game. They kind of had a lot of a lot of teams that were working out of the spread a little bit in uh, fits with how physical they were. I don't know if this is the year they rebound, but they, you know, a couple years ago they were fun and they're still not bad, but. Miami of Ohio team to keep your you know, eyes on if you're a big uh, big Mac guy. 
Yeah, they had. Um, they've always got good guys coming out of there too. Uh, it seems like they always have a have a sleeper or two, especially an offensive lineman coming out of man of Ohio Central Michigan last year had uh, Bernard Raymond, who was a who was a guy who was kind of one of those offensive tackles people are talking about. Not, I think I saw, I think I can't remember who I saw tweet this. It was either Nate Tice or Dame Brugler tweet out, uh, not not a particularly high rated tackle class this year in terms of the draft, um, which will be something to take a take a peek on. That can obviously change. It is July 28th when we're recording this podcast. So uh, don't hold us to that. But yeah, I think that West, I really think whoever wins that West division in the Mac is probably going to win the Mac, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm sticking with my Red Hawks, sticking with Miami of Ohio, taking the Mac this year. That's what we're doing. Uh, I mean, Northern Illinois is hard, hard to beat, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick. I'm going to stick with Miami of Ohio for now. Pretty salty. Pretty salty ball club they got there. All right, Rugby Fox, who is your pick for most surprising cut, Maddie? Uh, it's Noah Gray. It's been Noah Gray. We've had this question pop up a few different times. I just i i I don't think the Chiefs can keep four tight ends and four halfbacks. It's going to be with a fullback, you know, four tailbacks or whatever you want to call them. I don't know if they can keep both this year with the uncertainty of the wide receiver room and the offensive line room. I think you might have to sacrifice one of those positions down to three guys out of everybody there. I think Noah Gray's skill set is the one that is the most easily replicated by other tight ends or other wide receivers like these bigger guys that we always talk about with Juju with MVS. These guys can do a lot of the same stuff as Noah Gray can. So I just, I don't know if I see the niche for him. And so he's kind of my surprise cut guy. Derek Gore. Is that a surprise cut? I don't know. I think he's got to be expected cut, right? He's like running back five. Yeah. No? I was going to say Ronald Jones. I was like, hang on. There you go. Be more bold. That, that's a lot more more of a surprise, though. Is his, is his is his money guaranteed? That's, a, that's something that we should be asking. I don't think so. We There's a reason. Talking to, <laughs> we were talking about some safeties, I think, on the lab earlier this week, and it was put in chat. I don't think we brought it up because – uh. Dion Bush came up. Dion Bush's mm-hmm. contract is guaranteed. I know for a yes. fact. Uh, big buddy, Chief Bearcat, pointed that out in the chat. We didn't get around to calling it out. So, like, guys, when the money's guaranteed, they're probably sticking. When it's not guaranteed, I don't think Ronald Jones is guaranteed at a significant amount. Eh, they're they're on the block. Uh, let's see here. Oh my gosh, it just popped up. I've got to sign in. No, okay, uh, his dead cap is seven hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah, it's seven hundred fifty thousand guaranteed. So, I'm saying Ronald Jones. I'm changing my answer. Ronald Jones. There we go. Locking in. Day one starter. Ready for this? Day one starter? Zay Pacheco. All right. Moving on to the next question. Uh, Drew Clark for Tucker. That was me. Uh, Top three players to watch on Mizzou this season. Man, I think I don't want to say there's a, there's a few players obviously. I gotta say Luther Burden because like he played really well in the spring game, so that obviously turned some heads. Um, I said obviously a whole lot right there, but I think one position battle to really watch out on on the offensive side of the ball, Sands quarterback, right? Because quarterback's obviously the one that people are going to be watching out for. Uh, I think it's going to be the center uh, because they've got a they've got to replace a center, and there's a center battle going on right there. The offensive line they've got a lot of guys returning. They Unfortunately, last year they had a lot of guys get reps at the offensive line position, which is good for this year, but last year wasn't great. Uh, so they're going to be returning some guys there. I, I, I like where the offensive line is heading. 
Um, and, and I think you gotta you gotta take a peek there. I think his name's Wood, last name Wood. Uh, I, th- I think that that's who is the center that's gonna end up taking it is. And man, Toski Dove, you gotta talk about Toski Dove. I, he had a good year at the end of the year last year. Put together some good catches. Put together some good games with kind of a carousel at quarterback. You're talking about Tyler Macon, Brady Cook, and Connor Bazelak all trying to throw him the ball. And I think he did a good job. They've got a good. I really like the wide receiver core that that drink has put together. And that's one of the positions I think that can be absolutely nasty in a few years. Cause when you start to talk about adding guys like Josh Manning, who just committed from, from Lee summit, a guy who's, who was really turned on by Josh Peeler going there. Um, and, you know, working with AJ Brown, working with, uh, DK Metcalf, a guy who's as a wide receiver coach has had some pedigree wide receivers come out of it. You got to look at that position. The defense has got to get better. So I think you're looking. At, you're looking at every defensive position. Drinkwood said this in his in his press conference for media days. They brought in a defensive player at every single position, a transfer defensive player at every single position for competition. And I think that that's kind of important. They they're going to have to basically start from scratch. They've had three defensive coordinators in three years, uh, so this is going to be their third one now. And and Drinkwood's era. So those are kind of the positions and and things that I'm looking for out of Mizzou team. I know I didn't give you specific players, but like. Those are the things that, that I am looking for. And Maddie, a question for you. Well, hold on. Before you fat, uh no, no one on. for uh for you big, big offensive line guy. We're not gonna mention uh Javon Foster out here. We're not gonna I mean all the good people to go out there and watch the the left tackle that you know has to make a pretty big step. But if he does, he has the profile that gets drafted in the top 100, 150 picks. He definitely has the frame. I think that he has he has the frame to do it. He definitely has to uh, got got to put some tape together. I think this year to really to really boost his draft stock. He talked about leaving, I believe, last year, um, and was advised to come back. I think is kind of what happened. Uh, but yeah, if anytime you have a left tackle return, that's a good thing for your program. Um, so I think that that's it's exciting that offensive line is is going to be solid. I'll say it. I think it'll be solid. I think the another position, running back. They brought in two transfers of running back because they got to try to fill all the production that Tyler Beatty uh, had last year, which Tyler Beatty had an incredible year on an incredibly average team. Um, and I think that, that that's going to be exciting to watch too. And you're going to see how much of it was Tyler Beatty, how much of it was the offensive line. I'm going to tell you this right now. A lot of it was Tyler Beatty. Um, and I think that that's going to be, it's going to be an exciting year for the Missouri Tigers. I'm excited for this football team. I know there's a lot of K-State fans talking, talking trash, talking some mess to me on Twitter. I'm just letting it play. I'm just letting it go. I, I'm just letting it go. K-State's going to maul. Is it going to, would, do they, you guys don't play this year, right? I, yeah, I we play week two. In oh my God. K-State is going to mollywop the Tigers. Their quarterback is Adrian Martinez. That, for K State, that's not don't bad. Ask me, don't ask me who Missouri's quarterback is going to be, but their quarterback <laughs> is Adrian Martinez. So I, listen, I rest I, my case. I get it. No, no, no. I get it. I fully understand it. But then at the same time, I've watched K State's quarterbacks over the years, and like, yeah. I don't know if they're really taking a step back. Like, it's the same guy. It's been the same guy for two decades, and they've still been, you know, a decent team. So I'm taking K State in that one. We'll have to do a show leading up to that. That's just fine. I mean, I'll just that's talk fine. trash about about K State because I'm I'm a avid K State fan. Yeah, Maddie is a Maddie is a neutral, I believe, in college football. Right? You don't have a team that you root for. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. I just root for chaos and then teams I find mm. fun. Mm. Our Bearcats. 
our Bearcats indeed. Not, not not the fake ones that are in Missouri, but the real ones in Cincinnati. Let me clarify real I quick. Know. I know. All right, Maddie, you got a question in this too from from Drew Clark. Uh, top three players to watch on the University of Kansas team this year. Uh, do they have three football players? I didn't even know they had a football team. That's Kent. Hey, um, I, Jamar I Chase committed there once. Kent is very quick to tell me about that. Um, who's their quarterback? Their quarterback is fun. I know that. Jayden okay, Daniels number one, Jalen Daniels. Yes, but the number one guy to watch, our guy Jared Casey, big mm-hmm. big friend of the show. And then I uh, yeah, Jalen Daniels is fun. Um, there's a defensive back. I admit a, I had to pull up a depth chart to get his name because I don't watch a lot of Kansas football. That I think made some plays last year. I would only know him more by number. Uh, Jacoby Bryant, I think. I think that's a corner. Yep. I think he was pretty fun last year. He had some ball production that kind of flashed on tape a little bit. It's like, if you're watching Kansas football, you're not watching for prospects. That's fair. That's true. You're watching for pain. Casey for Casey. Ah, I like this question. How's our new number 10 looking? Number 10, if you don't know, is Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, I have enjoyed Isaiah Pacheco. There's a, there's a couple highlight clips that were tweeted out from the KC Sports Network Twitter account. If you're not following, make sure to go follow that account. We were tweeting out all kinds of stuff from training camp. Looking good, running around side of the backfield. Took a couple um, handoffs, inside zone type handoffs. Um, and obviously looked good. Listen, again, hard to tell. Shorts and t-shirts, that whole thing. Uh, but I think that he looks good right now. I'm excited for him to make the team. And, and be a, be a guy that can contribute maybe on special teams as well. I haven't really gotten a good look at uh, what these like the, the special teams lineups yet because they haven't put in pads on again. Um, all they're doing right now is returning. He hasn't been back deep returning. It's been mostly like Sky Moore. I think it's tweeted out Trent McDuffie on Thursday was returning kicks. I thought that was kind of fun if he was able to return some kicks, but. Don't want to put that jeopardy out there, but I'd be interested to see if if he could return kicks, um, if that could get him on the field. I'm sure he'll get on the field other ways in terms of the special teams, which will help him carry on the roster, which will also help him in a position at running back. I, I think he generally looks explosive. You know, mm-hmm. that shows up whether it's at training camp or on uh, on film. I haven't been at camp, so I haven't got to see a lot. Like, I'm only getting to see what people are putting out there. Haven't seen a lot of Pacheco uh, clips come around. I imagine he's mostly working with the third string and kind of like the spot duty as of right now. Maybe a few second team reps. Like, you're probably not going to see much. I don't know if I have super high expectations for year one. As much as I think he provides something that would be very helpful to this team, the return of Jarek McKinnon to me kind of solidified that Pacheco can and likely will come along a little bit slower unless injuries force him up the depth chart. Yeah. I like him. I think he's a good guy. I was stoked when they drafted him, as we all were. Next question from Jay Nuck. Uh, anyone getting first or second team reps that surprise you? And I, we, I brought this up a little bit earlier, and I think that it's kind of my answer. I didn't know, you know who the heck their right guard was when they were running in, in the second team reps. Mike Caliendo. Um, didn't know him, so that kind of surprised me as a rookie kind of running with those guys. But then once you start looking at who else would play guard, you're like, oh, Okay, that's probably that's probably about right. Any, anything with you, Maddie? Uh, Joshua Williams getting some first team yeah. reps when they go nickel. That was a little bit of a surprise that I like. But the bigger one that I would have said is even less likely 
DiCaprio Boodle being the second team nickel. Mm -hmm. How about how about that? At one, his name should be DiCaprio Bootlay. I'm sorry. Like, I know it's not his name. I don't want to disrespect the man, but DiCaprio Bootlay is an entirely different player than DiCaprio Boodle. Getting second team reps, though, that's good to see. Here's a guy that played corner and safety at Nebraska. Craig was a huge fan last year when he was coming out of the draft. I also liked him a little, I liked him. So seeing him jump in for Sneed when Sneed had to go off and, like I said, be that second team nickel was something that I did not have on my Chiefs training camp bingo card. So uh, that was an, that was a fun one to see and to monitor, I think, going forward. You see the clip where the same clip where Sky Moore routed out DeAndre Baker, uh, Jody Forson kind of manhandled him in the slot. Yeah, Jody Which, Forson's a big guy. Jody Forson, bigger than you think he is, because when I was at camp today, Dude did like a like well you know one of those jumps you do to like get warmed up and he jumped probably as tall as I am. Um, dude's big, dude's big. Also big, Juju Smith-Schuster. That's a big dude. I didn't realize how big he was. Um, Sky Moore, large legs. That dude does not skip a leg day. He does not trade out any other exercises for legs. And you know what is a great trade? Trade coffee. Listen, I took this trade coffee test. Uh, I've talked about this before and I got a nice local roaster out of Topeka. I think it's called LC's, um, out of Topeka and they sent it to me. I, I don't drink coffee all that much, but when I do drink coffee, I want it to be good coffee because I don't want any of that crap. You know, if I'm going to drink coffee, I want it to be good coffee and, and trade. They send you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters. These are all small businesses who pay farmers fair prices to sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. Truth is, what I like is different from what Maddie likes, what Craig likes, what BJ likes, what anybody likes. It's very different. I'm 23 years old and I barely like the taste of coffee. So it's very different from what Craig likes. I know that for a fact because we spent a week in Vegas together. Uh, so <laughs> I think that's why trade is so great. You will like the selection of coffees based on what's recommended uh, to you by their experts. They've got over 455 roasts, so they know exactly what's right for you. You just go on, you answer a couple questions, you'll get your own personalized variety of coffees, fresh and delivered right to your door as many as, as frequently as you want. You can tell them as, as many times as you want. No gimmicks. You get it. You get it right to your door. You get it beans, you can get it grounds, you can do it however you want. You can French press it, you can put it in your K-cups, you can do whatever. And, and, I, and Trade has delivered over 5 million bags, that's a lot of bags, of fresh coffee for more than 750,000 positive reviews. That's the same amount of positive reviews as money that's guaranteed on Ronald Jones' contract. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash KCSN. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com slash KCSN and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com slash KCSN for $30 off. All right, Maddie, uh, we got seven questions left. Let's rapid fire these. What are your thoughts on we're, that? I, we're really good at that, so we should nail this. <laughs> what uh, do you think about the anonymous comments made by a defensive coordinator that Patrick is not a tier one quarterback? Coward. Clown. Next. Summed it up perfectly. McKay, when the 2020 season is over, how many teams from the AFC will be in the top 10 of DVOA? 10, because the NFC is a bunch of cowards and clowns. Next. Yeah, but the Rams. Nine. 
Uh, Zach, easy content, Phil McGorkin. Is there is there a hypothetical world where we have the options of Colin Zimmer or Spags for DC? If so, who are you taking, Maddie? I don't know. I've actually spent some time here. Uh, I don't know if Andy yeah. has any connection to Mike Zimmer, and therefore I'm gonna go ahead and cut that one out. Not that it's impossible. It's just I I don't know that what that draw would be, what the tie there would be. So and I I don't know Zimmer's defense, the way the NFL's trending. Eh. Um. The option of Spags or Colin, maybe. I don't think Andy would out Spags or re- refuse to bring him back to hire somebody that's already here. So I think Colin only takes over if Spags chooses to walk away. I'm okay with that to see what it looks like. Of those three, though, right now, who do I think the best defensive coordinator is? I still think it's Steve Spagnuolo of those guys. I would agree. Hold on, Steve Spagnuolo. I'm Googling that right now. And I'm just kind of talking to... Uh, do you have a guess? Do what? Do you have a guess of how old Steve Spagnuolo is? Oh, he's older than you think he is. I know. I just want to see if you have a... I don't. Uh, 62. Holy cow. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, he's 62. You knew that, didn't you? No, I had no idea. I just know that he has an energy that says he's not 60-something, but uh, he's he's been around for a hot minute. That really was pulled out of nowhere. I would tell you that. Yeah, that was really good. I'm impressed. Okay. Our friend Charles Goldman. If KCSN was to make a seltzer flavor, what would it be? Well, you're the expert, so you got to go first, but I do have my answer when you're done. Every seltzer company makes a black cherry. I think I've had this conversation before on this exact here program. Sure. Um, And I don't think it would be a black cherry. I don't think that would be the KCSN flavor. It's too bland. Uh, lime is also another one that's like if you get like a pack of seltzers from any company that's going to be lime, cherry, um, and then usually two other ones. Um, I'm trying to think what the mango is a very popular one. I'm, I think that if KCSM was to do a hard seltzer, it would be something that is not a common flavor. Uh, not something that is in every single sort of pack. Uh, one of my favorite seltzers. Um, I really like the ranch waters, I'm vastly underrated by myself. I don't know why I did that, but, um, probably I think the difference between like sipping on one and chugging it, I would imagine. you're right. There's a very, there's a very large difference, uh, between, between doing those things. And maybe I should have thought about that a little bit more when I was giving out these ratings, but I pulled back the curtain. I don't know if people know this. I, when I was on a vacation this summer, I chugged one and recorded myself and I did a, I did a Tucker spoof and sent it to him. I don't know how he does it. I feel like I can chug it, but I feel miserable afterwards. There's so much burping. It, it, it just, it doesn't feel good. It's not fun. It's not yeah. fun. I just do it for the people really is what keeps me going is I know people want to see, I haven't done one in a long time just because we've gotten so busy with other stuff. Right. I just haven't done one in a long time. Uh, I think that like if KCSM was going to do one, it would be one that's like flavored like a cocktail, right? So yeah. like a watermelon mojito or something like that okay. or, or a spicy margarita Ooh, seltzer. In. Yeah. Let's, let's All do right. that. Spicy margarita seltzer. Okay. That's but I got that. two options for you. First and foremost, the obvious answer, street corn. <laughs> yes, <street corn>. yeah. <laughs> and again the people don't know tucker was tucker was quite enamored by street corn when we were in vegas so yeah, good uh, street corn there <laughs> yeah, I got good hey. cream on there. 
Um, but no, it would have, I mean, like, look, if it's KCSA, it's got to get the big guy's approval. That's, that's BJ Kissel. The only way we're getting his approval is it's got to be a bang energy drink flavored seltzer. That's the only way that BJ's getting on board. Cherry Blade so, Lemonade. Whatever. It does, like, I don't even want the flavor. It's just, it's bang insert flavored <laughs> seltzer is what it has to be. Very good. It's the only option. All right, a couple uh, – well, we got one Chiefs question, one broad NFL Chiefs-ish question, and then one that doesn't relate to anything. Uh, let's start with the Chiefs one. Okay. Um, which Mahomes-era rosters, including this one, were the most and least talented overall? Okay, I think the Chiefs' very first Mahomes-era roster, so it would be like a 2019, 2018? Yeah. I'd consider it 19, yeah. I think it's the 18. I think the, the loss to the, the, the Patriots in the playoffs is the best team. I think oh, yeah, it yeah, that's right. was okay. the the coaching staff was probably the weakest, but like the pass rush that they still had that year with still having a full complement of weapons, I think pushes them above. I would almost say it's just kind of descended down every year from then until now. This year, I do think might might jump back ahead over last year. So it's going to be like 18, 19, 20, I think 22, then 21. I think that's where I'm leaning right now, but I kind of got to see how it plays out. Yeah. 2018 was a good roster. That was a solid roster. It was. And they they didn't win it with that team. That's, that's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. It's like. They would have. They would have waxed the Rams. Oh, they're so bad. Had they bad played that Super Bowl, so they would have waxed them so yeah super bowl so bad okay here we go this one's for me who lasts longer on a loan between maddie and craig this is from jay the fan man listen craig is a survivalist in my opinion i think craig goes out and he'll he just does that for fun uh so like sorry maddie i'm gonna give it to craig because uh, i think that i think that craig could really hold his own he doesn't need as many calories probably as you do to sustain um because, you know, this is true. I I'd, think, I'd, I think, I, you know, I'd listen, losing out to Craig, that's fine. I, it would be fun. I, I, I think I know a fair bit about these things. I think I've probably watched the most shows of Alone between all of us. Mm. So I don't know if yeah. that stuff seeps into my head or not. I will say this though. I do have extra, I do need more calories, but I have a little extra fat to burn than Craig. Craig would get, Craig no. would get real skinny real fast out there, but he does not have a lot of, a lot of fat stores that he can use. Um, there was a follow up for me. How close is Tucker's hair to catching Kent's? Uh, no, his hair will never catch Kent's in terms of perfect perfection. However, sure. Tucker's overall aesthetic, the hair, the beard, the combo, top tier. Absolute top tier. I cannot wait and to see how long he grows this out before he gets done with it. Can't yeah, wait. we're going to see. I, maybe I'll get a mullet. Who knows? It's just oh, going to be one of those things of just like, I've got to find somebody to give me a good mullet first off. Uh, so if anyone's in the Kansas City area and knows of any good uh, just, barbers slash uh, hairstylists that give good mullets. You know, just go through your Chiefs contacts and ask to get Andrew Wiley's barber. Oh, that's a good call. I should ask for, for Creed's barber too, but he I have a feeling he like goes back to like Shawnee and gets I his haircut. I have a feeling he just does it in the kitchen with safety scissors. It's true. Today at Chiefs training camp, if you're listening, this is on Friday. So Thursday when I was at Chiefs training camp, a security guard kept looking at me. And I was just like, why is this dude keep looking at me? He's like on the other side. He was like on the field and he was like walking. He was like walking with me. And he said, are you related to Creed Humphrey? I said, no, I'm not. And he's like, you look just like Creed Humphrey. Like you look like you could be his brother. And I was like, 
Thank you. Uh, people on Twitter have told me that I look like Creed Humphrey, and I do. Like, there's some pictures of Creed Humphrey. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me. There's some, there's some double takes. Yeah, there is for sure. Um, but yeah, no, I think that who knows how long I let my I I th- literally have not cut my hair since Vegas. So think about that. Have not gotten a haircut since we were in Vegas. Can it make um, it back to Vegas? Can the same locks get back <laughs> to Vegas? It might be a mullet by then. I'm telling you, I'm really tempted by a mullet. Not only a mullet, the Maddie, I'm going to perm it. I'm going to get a permed mullet. I want you to, because I'd, I'd say this. Like, I know, you know, my hair does some crazy stuff. My hair gets long, it just starts curling, and then it's really thick, and I sweat a lot, and it just starts curling, and it kind of gets like like white guy hair, afro-y, but like not in mm. a good way at all. I, I wish I lived in the era of the mullet, man. I would have so I would so have a mullet, but my hair just does not grow that way. So like you should do it for me. Yeah. Uh I think I think so. Like if I'm gonna get my hair cut until it'll be like a nice proper like Kent cut anyway, right? If I'm gonna if that's the final destination, like what I had before um I, I started growing my hair out, why not make a little detour on the way on the way home? Please you know? do. That's what I'm thinking. I told that to Tommy Townsend today too. And he's like, I totally agree with you. You should definitely do that. So like, it's going to happen. Uh, last question here, Ross Sawyer, three former Seahawks D linemen for each a trend to continue or a coincidence, Maddie. The Seattle Seahawks follow a very specific mold of defensive linemen, defensive tackles and defensive ends that they like. They have run the 4-3 over with a hard, strong side tackle and then a weak side or strong side defensive end and then a weak side defensive end. So that gives them a wider berth. So like Steve Spagnuolo is very specific in what he wants. The Seahawks share that same similarity in what they want out of their strong defensive end. Their weak defensive end kind of splits out to something different. But essentially what I'm saying is the athletic profile, the physical profile for the Seahawks Strong side defensive end varies very similar to what the Chiefs like, what Steve Spagnuolo likes, and all of his defensive ends. So, like, I don't think it's like it's somewhere between a coincidence and planned. I do think the Chiefs know that the Seahawks have a similar eye for physical profile at that one position. I think Jared Reed was just more of a luck thing, but the Frank Clark, Carlos Dunlap being interested maybe in any other guys that come out of there, I don't think that's just random. I think that they share a very similar preferred positional group and their defensive end specifically that strong side one for the Seahawks so I wouldn't be surprised if the next strong side defensive end ends up on a Steve Spagnuolo radar three years in the future did uh Jaron Reed sign anywhere Green Bay he is that's right backing up Kenny Clark playing with Kenny Clark yeah he's he's in Green Bay good for good for him he deserves it yeah all players all right. deserve to get paid. Last question. I know this, you said last question. This is the last question. Would you rather take on 12, 12 Tucker-sized turkeys? 12, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I've messed this up. One Tucker-sized turkey or 12 turkey-sized Tuckers in a fight? Like a turkey your size or... <laughs> 12 ewes that are the size of a turkey. Probably one turkey, right? Like, that's got to be the answer. That's a big turkey. <laughs> that's a big turkey. But I mean, you ever, I seen mean a tur- you ever seen a turkey jump and kick something? Like, imagine no, yourself as a giant raptor-like bird drop kicking you in the chest with talons. That's true. <sighs> but I think, like, 12, like, little... Turkey's like turkeys also turkeys not that small. No, so not. like 
So, like, if you're thinking about 12 turkey-sized humans trying to fight you, that's like 12 children. So, like, this all goes back of, like... The visual would have been a lot funnier. I, I was playing on doing this with Craig, but I just couldn't hold it off anymore. I think the visual would have been better with Craig, just because he's yeah. so tall. But I still want to get your take on if you would rather fight one Tucker-sized turkey or 12 children-sized Tuckers. <laughs> Children's side, those go about my knee, probably. Um, I guess yeah. These turkeys are probably coming up to at least your mid thigh. Okay, no, then I'm taking the one turkey. I can't take twelve of me to my thigh to mid thigh. No chance. I know my play. I know my fight style. I can't take them. Oh man, I think that, I, <laughs> I think you lose either one. I think that the, the yeah. one turkey that's the same size of you. <laughs> wipes you clean <laughs> off the face of the earth so fast whereas the 12 little tuckers they just beat you down they just wear you down over time see it's like it's like death by a thousand paper cuts or just get it over quick, or just one drop kick to the chin from a giant turkey i think you're giving giant a whole meaning i'm not that big like i'm I, not tall man, so it's like listen, a, like it's like a 5-8 turkey it's a big turkey. <laughs> that is a big turkey. You ever seen Jurassic like, Park and seen like mean. a pterodactyl? Like you're taking on a pterodactyl. You're fighting a pterodactyl, like from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Mm. It's a big bird. <laughs> I'm not as big as a pterodactyl. <laughs> I didn't say wingspan. Mm. All right, this this has gone off the rails. I don't even know where we're at anymore. I think it's a good That's question. Fair. You know, let us know in the Discord if you would think that uh, Tucker would fare better against one Tucker-sized turkey or against 12. I don't, I can't even say the, the numbers anymore. It's late. Uh, let us know who Tucker could uh, lose fast or quicker against. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah, thank you to our friends at Macadoodles. As always, for uh, supplying the good times, supplying the booze, uh, they got a great location down in Osage Beach. Frequented it a few times when I was down in Osage Beach at Margaritaville, uh, li- working down there for working. I was out down there for a for a bachelor party. Uh, so that's a great location. Make sure to go check it out if you're still heading to the lake. Still summertime. People still going to the lake. Got to catch those rays, you know, um, for the last few times. So got got to go out there to the Osage Beach Macadoodles location. They're gonna have a, a new location coming in Lee Summit here pretty soon. Uh, in the fall, we plan on we'll be there. We'll let you know when it's going to be here. So we appreciate you listening to this episode of 21 Questions. We'll be back next week with more questions. Make sure to subscribe uh, to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the KCSN Daily Substack, where you get daily newsletters about what's going on in Chiefs Kingdom. You also get access to the Discord, where you get to ask us your questions, your burning questions that you have about the Kansas City Chiefs, and much more. We will talk to you next week. See you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.